This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Meatpacking gearing back up, Purdue says. Dems push infusion for rural broadband and don't forget local ag, USDA told. Purdue, packing plants coming back online. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue said meatpacking plants will be getting back into operation through the weekend and into early next week. We may have saved the situation here with this announcement, Purdue said yesterday on Fox News, referring to President Trump's executive order that made packing plants critical infrastructure. It gives the companies better coverage, he said. One big question is whether Purdue can ensure that packing plants get the COVID-19 tests and personal protective equipment that the facilities need. The industry is expecting an announcement on that score any day. In a statement to AgriPulse, USDA said it is working with CDC to provide guidance on food manufacturing safety and hygiene best practices. USDA is also working with FEMA to identify PPE needs in the food supply chain and ensure supplies get to entities who need them to continue operations. Colorado Governor Jared Polis told Fox that he appealed to Vice President Mike Pence to help packers with testing capability. It is really important that the federal government help keep plants open and prevent closures by creating additional testing for the workers so they can return to work safely when they are negative. By the way, disruptions in the industry continue. Tyson Foods today is temporarily shutting down operations at its Dakota City, Nebraska beef packing plant to deep clean the facility following an outbreak there. Broadband among Dems cares two priorities. House Democrats are laying out their priorities for the next big stimulus bill, CARES 2, and they include rural broadband funding and additional protections for workers. Funding for COVID-19 testing also is high on the list, according to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi cited concerns about meatpacking employees and saying yesterday that Congress needed to do more to address the concerns employees have in going back to work during the pandemic. On broadband, Democrats originally wanted a broad infrastructure initiative, but Pelosi suggested their wish list is being scaled back to broadband and water infrastructure. A dozen House Democrats, led by Majority Whip Jim Clyburn of South Carolina, proposed yesterday to invest roughly $80 billion over the next five years to deploy high-speed Internet in underserved rural communities. Just as the Great Depression made clear to all that electricity was the next greatest thing in the 20th century, the coronavirus pandemic is making clear to all that broadband is the next greatest thing for the 21st century, Clyburn said. Keep in mind, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has resisted including infrastructure spending in the stimulus bill. But higher broadband funding is something that could appeal to Republicans, given the importance the pandemic has put on connectivity. By the way, Federal Communications Commission Chairman Ajit Pai extended his Keep Americans Connected pledge beyond May 12th. Pai is urging providers to continue service, waive late fees, and keep Wi-Fi hotspots open until June 30th. 
Some 700 broadband and telephone providers have now signed on to that pledge. Senators to Purdue take care of local ag. More than two dozen senators, including the top Democrats on the Agriculture and Appropriations Committee, are calling on Purdue to revise the upcoming coronavirus relief program to make sure it provides payments to locally focused agriculture. In a letter to Purdue, the senators note that local agriculture was specifically mentioned in the Phase 3 stimulus bill known as the CARES Act. The senator's suggestion includes changing the date, April 15th, that is supposed to be used for calculating market losses. The letter signers include Republican Susan Collins of Maine, as well as Debbie Stabenow, the ranking member on the Agriculture Committee, and Pat Leahy, the ranking member on Appropriations. But other lawmakers are appealing to Purdue not to put limits on payments to individual producers. Payment limits would especially affect dairy and pork producers, but such caps might allow the money to go further. Limiting assistance through entity rules and payment limits severely undermines the impact of the program for hog farmers, writes five Midwest House members, including one Democrat, Missouri Representative Emanuel Cleaver. Progressives, no liability protections without more rights. Advocates for agricultural workers say that Republicans have to agree to bolster worker rights before getting liability protections for farms and for processors. Business groups are worried that companies will have a hard time getting back to normal if they don't have some protection against lawsuits. You can't have liability protection for business unless you can ensure that workers are being treated safely. That the word of Representative Roe Kahana of California. Kahana, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren have proposed a bill of rights for essential workers that includes ensuring that they have personal protective equipment at no cost, access to health care, and are paid a livable wage. China increasing numbers of U.S. sorghum. China is buying a lot of U.S. sorghum, and trade is starting to look like more what it's supposed to. National Sorghum Producer CEO Tim Lust tells AgriPulse, Chinese purchases have been on the rise, and the latest USDA Weekly report shows importers from the country purchased 306,000 metric tons during the week beginning April 17th. U.S. exports to China for the same week totaled over 200,000 metric tons. I think this is more in line with what normal could and should look like, said Lust, who stressed the importance of China lifting tariffs for the country's importers. A lack of competition from Australian exporters is also helping, he said. And also take note, China is not letting up on its imports of U.S. beef. Chinese buyers bought another 1,000 metric tons during the week of April 17th to 23rd. Compared to some other buyers, it's relatively small, but U.S. producers are still in the early stages of making inroads to the country's growing market after major trade restrictions were removed in the Phase 1 deal. Here's today's He Said It. It's very much game on for large food companies and retailers as the world tilts in their favor for the first time in many years. It may be a bit of false dawn for these guys, but all our new shopping habits and other behavioral changes are likely to become stickier and more entrenched 
the longer this situation continues and recession bites. That Rabobank analyst Nicholas Fairday writing about how the shift from eating out to eating at home could be long-lasting. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 1st. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.